everybody welcome back to another podcast and today we have a special guest Ailey and this is not going to be fit financials episode no, um, no it's not yeah okay it can be both but uh it, we're gonna uh, mainly talk about stress i i guess not even mainly specifically on stress and we're gonna talk about the how stress impacts diet and how stress impacts spending your budget uh and that's going to be especially important here with the holidays coming up and I'm sure a lot of you have already seen some uh, conflicts in your budgeting or in your diet uh, as we have some family gatherings or more parties and more treats, more limited edition treats and stuff like that. Um, so I'm going to talk about the, the diet aspect and then Ailey will talk about the financial aspect and how we can help manage the stress and manage some impulsive decisions that we may make because of stress. But first, let's let's really um, distinguish the types of stress. So you do have stress that's good. Stress is good for the body. It helps us adapt, it helps us to grow, it helps us to develop, evolve. Um, that, so that's how we get stronger. So in the gym, we put our body and muscle, um, our skeletal muscle system under stress so we can get stronger. Uh, the body can only get as uh, strong as it needs to go, um, that it needs to uh, go against the environment, right? So if our environment is lifting really heavy, our body's gonna have to adapt and get stronger because it notices, oh, hey, this uh, this is happening to us with this lo large load, and so we need to be able to push it off of us. So let's build more muscle, create more energy, um, increase appetite, right? So that's, that's, and it's good, it's good stress. It can help our cardiovascular system, it helps our cognitive function, helps um, uh, the vast, the, the health of our veins and arteries uh, helps joints, bones, reduces risk of osteoporosis, osteopenia. Um, and so there's also um, bad stress. Um, that would be called distress. So the good stress would be eustress and the bad stress, distress, right? And that can be caused by, let's say, even indulging in overcome, over, um, overworking uh, so maybe working out too much. So you see there's like need for like moderation and things. So um, there's also bad stress from life that we get from, um, you know, sitting in traffic, which we're doing, doing right now, and maybe having a deadline at work or maybe uh, if you're in school, not doing so well in school, having a really hard schedule, maybe feeling like you have too many responsibilities at a time, you don't have enough time to manage it, um, taking care of little ones. Uh, so there's, and then when you're a parent, you're also not only holding the stress of yourself, but you're also holding the stress of your child as well, trying to help manage that too. Um, so all those things, it really takes a toll on our body. It can uh, reduce our our immune system so it can suppress it uh, and then it can make us lethargic or it can make us crave certain foods it can make hormonal imbalances and dopamine and serotonin so um, and and so the this is where it gets a, a little tricky and your body is going to want to tr try to combat stress typically with like a dopamine response okay and we're just going to focus on diet 
so the if you if you're in that spot where you don't want to gain weight or you want to manage your weight here's some tips and tricks with this upcoming holiday okay first eat before you go to a party if you, you mean don't starve yourself all day until it's time to eat? Exactly. This intermittent fasting thing, it's going to get you in trouble. Okay, I'm not I'm not against intermittent fasting, but let's strategically think about it. If you're intermittent fasting and then you're going to a party to where you don't have control of the food or you're going out to eat, that's going to wreak havoc on your decisions if you don't have enough uh, self-discipline and willpower to stop eating or put the fork down. Um, because... Again, you're gonna have stress this holiday because of not only traveling, but also um, what's going on with society, what's going on with politics, especially if you're involved in politics, and then also your 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 financial status currently. Um, and that's gonna catch up with you with the food. So eat something before you go to a party or a gathering, uh, something small, so, and mainly protein, um, that would be best because usually at parties, it's hard to get protein sources. There's always some sort of carbohydrate or fat, but it's hard to get protein sources. Um, and the, the second thing to do when you're at the, um, when you're at the party now, after, after you already had your little snack, um, choose smaller plates. So if you get a large plate, you're going to fill that plate up. And if you get a smaller plate, you're going to obviously have less food, less volume. And then if you go back for a second or thirds, going back for seconds or thirds with the small plate is probably gonna equal one big plate. Whereas if you had a big plate, you're probably gonna go back for seconds and then fill up again on that, that plate. Um, and again, mainly when you're choosing um, food choices, stick with the proteins. Um, I would have probably avoid the raw vegetables. They don't really digest too well. And then you'll be gassy and bloated. And um, uh, and then the fats that can help keep you sat, um, satiated, uh, and then may, maybe reduce you um, from like eating too many carbohydrates, right? Um, another. So what do you do leading up to that day? So if you already have it in your mind that you really like to eat Thanksgiving type food, or maybe you like to overindulge at the actual meal and maybe you're already planning that you know just by habit that you're going to eat six dozen or not six dozen but six deviled eggs or a dozen of deviled eggs uh, before the meal even gets start, started so can you do something leading up that week to kind of balance out your weekly calories yeah you can be in a caloric deficit for the <clears throat> that week um so again just eat less maybe like 300 calories less um, on your off days from the gym, I don't really, I don't believe that you should, um, purposely eat less because then that's, that's setting your mentality up that, oh, I can overindulge. So if, if we look at physio physiology, um, in our stomach and how we digest food, if we, if we overconsume food, a large volume of food, our body digests protein and carbs and fats at a different rate and absorption at a different rate. And it's different for everybody. So, um, just because you, a lot of people believe that there's like protein, um, protein partitioning or, um, protein sparing diets and, and they can eat a large amount of protein and it's all going to be absorbed. 
Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if that's actually true or not, or if there's um, a lot of supporting evidence because it's so person to person dependent and gut microbiome dependent. And, um, but I, I'm not a big fan of saying, okay, if my calories every day um, to maintain my body weight is 3000 calories, I'm just gonna eat 2,500 calories every single day during this week because I can overindulge on that uh, on Thanksgiving. Probably not the smartest idea. Um, your body's not gonna really enjoy that unless you are at a really low body fat percentage. Then that's an okay idea um, to a certain degree uh, because then that Thanksgiving day would primarily be a refeed day or a cheat, a cheat meal. Um, and that's strategically placed in your diet because you're below a certain body fat. So men, if you're at 8% body fat, you can get away with that. Women, if you're below 25% body fat, you can get away with that. Um, but I'm not a big fan of that because that, that will cause to overindulgence and um, evidence just proves that Americans can't stop themselves. Um, but let's say that you are going to a party. Uh, another option is, uh, if it's like a bring a bring a dish um, and everyone shares that dish with everyone uh, choose something that you really do enjoy and and uh, make it healthy so uh, yeah at least you get something that you enjoy and it's something that uh, maybe will fill you up and get you enough protein for the day or and also like carbs or fats or whatever your diet's dependent on so that's another good option so anyways that's pretty much like the tips for the holidays again i don't don't try to save calories for that one day um, it's not going to do good on your digestive system it's not going to keep it's not going to be good for your um for your mindset if you're above a certain body fat percentage again if you're below it's totally different if you're getting ready for for a competition totally different um but uh just continue to work out throughout the week. You can maybe increase your, your intensity of your workouts during that week. So maybe do a little bit uh, a little bit more like high intensity interval training or less rest in between sets. Maybe do some drop sets, um, do some German volume training, do some things like that because the more work capacity that we uh, increase that week, the more we can increase our appetite um, and stimulate um, some like muscle protein synthesis uh, because it's a new stress to our body and that's that's a good stress uh, and then our food can be partitioned or used uh, correctly so I should do a leg day the day of Thanksgiving so yes you can I would almost do a full body day with a eccentric finisher like a sled push prowler push the reason why I kind of disagree with like a leg day um, full-on leg day so like what I just did today I'm now sitting in a car um, now my hips will get really tight when you're at Thanksgiving what do you primarily do you sit down um, so unless you're gonna be active on Thanksgiving I would say don't do leg day do a full body day um, and uh, you can reduce that risk of that if your hips getting really really tight so what do you do if you like to stress eat around your family members then that's going to be dependent on person to person. Um, first off, look. Some gum or something else to 
lunch on? Well, I think it's more of a mental thing. If it's really stressful, um, I would almost do a, a self-assessment before going to these family gatherings and figure out really what is going to cause you that stress. I would almost try to create an action plan to overcome those obstacles and um, so that you don't put yourself in that situation to where it increases stress. So try to find yourself doing something that would reduce the stress that you would that you would regularly have there. Whether that means like maybe playing with the kids in a separate room away from that, maybe not getting involved in political debates, maybe um, just uh, maybe putting aside the pride and just let whoever wants to run the show for that Thanksgiving, just let them run the show. And what happens, happens. And, um, you know, it's, that's, it's only going to be for a couple hours and, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, but I mean, chewing gum and stuff you can, but also chewing gum or any type of in masticating, not masturbating, but masticating. (laughs) So chewing, uh, can have an effect of increasing appetite because you're increasing or stimulating gastric acids. So the way that I would combat that, let's say that you chew gum. Here's a good thing. I chew a lot of gum. Um, I'm, a, I'm a gum chewer. And uh, <laughs> and you can chew gum, increase the gastric acid, and then you can dilute that gastric acid and fill it with carbonation from diet sodas, right? And then that's zero calories, carbonation, gas, fills your stomach up, and then uh, you get, reduce that hunger. So that would be the route to go with that. Um, but again, probably go outside, play with the kids, play a little football so you can fart. <laughs> to get that out. Yeah. But that's pretty much the tips. Anything else for the no. stress eating or the diet? No. I think that was all. That was, yeah. yeah. I think that was it for eating. So then we get to go into the next part, which is the spending. Um, so I, some of that ties in. So we've got budget, food budgeting coming up as well, though. So as you're planning for the holidays, uh, keep in mind how much you're going to spend on extra food, on pies, on um, other foods you wouldn't necessarily buy, uh, foods that are in season that you're wanting to purchase, and then uh, different ways to maybe try to cut down on your budget for those foods. You can join different groups so that you can do like farmer's market type of splits of vegetables um, so that you don't have to spend quite as much um, looking up new recipes and stuff like that. And then really cooking a lot at home. Uh, So if you are maybe bulking or you're eating a little bit more calories than you normally would eat, uh, then just make sure you're trying to cook more of your foods at home so you're not spending quite as much going out to eat. So you have a little bit more left over for the extra shopping that you want to do. I think we have a lot of uh, kind of conflict over how much we want to spend during the holidays because you want to buy all these things because you get in this shopping mode. It gets exciting. Maybe you're stressed at work because it gets busy and you're ready to kind of like take a little mental break or you get kind of that you know say like a mental joy out of just spending a bunch of money or buying things for other people buying things for your kids yeah it's fun um but some people go a little bit overboard and they might just maybe they're feeling agitated or something or something's bothering them or they're bored and then they want to go shopping so just kind of be cognizant of 
Are you wanting to go out to the store to buy something that you need because it's on a list that you've made? Or are you wanting to go out to the store to kind of satisfy that stress need that you have to kind of uh, maybe get some of that anxiety out or, or just to feel a little bit more cheerful type of thing. So I would recommend if you're just going to kind of de-stress, do a little bit more window shopping, kind of make it a challenge to uh, maybe shop around, make a list of all of the things that you want to buy, or as you're going through this store and you're like, oh, so-and-so would like this and so-and-so would like this, just keep doing that until you have like a good amount uh, to see if you can challenge yourself, like how much more bang can you get for your buck. So if you have kids um, and you're wanting to shop for your nieces and nephews or your own kids, just kind of looking at what all of the options are and then what are they going to actually like the most. So I know I have a tendency whenever I go to the store, I always want to buy something for my kids. It doesn't know, it doesn't matter which store we're going to. I always want to end up buying something for them. I have to really like kind of constrain myself to not go overboard and not buy them a bunch of stuff. So usually I'll pick like maybe one thing or two things um, that might be a little bit more of a treat. So whether it be I get like popsicles for them or I get a toy car that's like a dollar, um, I'll typically lean more towards those options or something, something like that. But I limit it so I'm not buying everything or I'm not buying something that's completely out of uh, out of budget. Um, shopping with kids can be a little bit challenging because they see all these new toys and they're all on sale and everything's displayed really nice and pretty so it gets exciting. So it's good if you just kind of set maybe a day on your calendar that that's the day that you're actually going to pick what you want to buy and all the other days you're just kind of making the list for later. And if you tell your kids like, okay, today's not the day to buy anything, uh, we can save this in our mind and then we'll come back and we'll see if we still want it. Um, some of those kind of tricks to just uh, make sure that you're not just buying a whole bunch of crap just because it makes you feel good uh, for that very, very short period of time. Um, did you want to add anything to it? <laughs> Derek wants to add something. <laughs> he um, says, give me that toy now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very easy to spend on children because parents have an unconditional love for them and they all we want is to see them very happy and I think sometimes um, depending on how you're raised as a um, as a child if you're a parent and you were neglected or you didn't have as much uh, you might want to give your child more because you think that you know you see that they get happy when they get something um, like a present and uh I think that that's where emotions kind of overtake your actual spending um, and your budgeting. It, you might go overboard and you might say, oh, well, it's worth their happiness. Well, um, in the long run, their happiness will maybe be dependent on like y'all being able to go to a, um, like go on a vacation, maybe rather than a toy that they're, rather than a toy that they're only gonna play with for like however many um, months. Um, well, and it's also fun, though, to build their anticipation. 
Like kids like to be excited for something, have something to look forward to. Um, so especially when they get a little bit older, if they're like more elementary school age, they get excited, so excited for Christmas because it's that anticipation. So you can do the same thing whenever you're out shopping that, oh, it's not time yet. and We're not buying the toy yet, but we can come back on another day and get a toy later on. And so you're not buying stuff every time that you go out but you're kind of building up that anticipation and just make sure that you follow through that today is not the today is not the day to buy toys if you're looking at toys today is the day to do whatever else you went to the store for um, even if it's just to go to the store just for the experience or the atmosphere or something to do um, but to let the kids build that anticipation so they have something to look forward to and then if you have a time that they're ready to you're ready to spend a couple of dollars on them or to spend however much you have budgeted for them then you get to go in with that with that dollar amount kind of work with them for the math like how much is this toy and how much is this toy is this toy better than this toy let them kind of do some decision making to compare different items see what they like best and if it's worth having two toys or is it do they want the one more expensive toy and just kind of have it be more of like a game where you're you're letting them work on addition and you're letting them work on uh on deciding ranking things deciding what they like best yeah, it helps them understand priorities and the difference between needs and wants um and helps them create that emo that emotional um relationship with those uh, decisions of toys or budgeting spending money what about having some sort of like uh i know i know how much you you love dave ramsey um what about having like a um a, a envelope system of maybe just pulling out a certain amount of cash so that you know that you can't go overboard or maybe putting it on a debit card um and only having that much amount of cash um so it can literally limit your spending so for stuff like that, that's I, I hate carrying around cash. I just I just don't like it. It can get stolen easily. I I just rather like to have the transactions all on a on a card. But for uh, shopping for presents and stuff, I do think it's good for some of those extra types of spending to kind of uh, put that money aside some some kind of different way. So it's not just mixed in with your regular transactions. Um, so either to have that money in cash or on like a debit card or something like that I think is good because then you you're more cognizant of how much you're spending um, for some of those extra things but if you don't have any extra money to buy gifts or to shop for yourself or to do any of the other like Black Friday deals or anything like that that makes you feel like you want to spend just think of other ways that you can release some of that stress that you don't have to buy stuff or don't be upset that you can't buy something um just kind of be kind of focus more gratitude on something else or something else that you can do uh with your time and with that energy to kind of let out some of that that need that you have or let out some of that stress and and uh release some of the dopamine and everything like that so doing activities or maybe more of a craft project or something that uh, requires a little bit more creativity or something like that um, to just kind of switch some of those habits because just if you recognize that okay I'm doing this because I'm stressed 
then you can also think, well, what are other ways I can release the stress? And then as you're doing that other activity, you're telling yourself, okay, I'm releasing my stress through doing this activity. And then it kind of helps uh, calm, calm that need that you were originally prompted to go shopping. So yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks guys.